calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast number 178. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tom Butler and I'll be your host this week. Joining me this time round is Mr. Stuart Reed. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Daniel Cooper. Hello. And making his triumphant return. I've not been on it for ages. Oh no, I wasn't talking about you. Oh. Making his triumphant oh. return is Chris Tilly. It's me. <laughs> not you, Cooper. <laughs> He's such a big head, isn't he? Um, last week's podcast ended with Alex promising that this week's podcast would be a lot better. Due to him. Due to him. But he's not here. So, so it's going to be can, shit. I'm, <laughs> I can promise you now, it's definitely going to be better. What happened he's last not week? Here. Well, last week's was really good. It was just a bit short. Yeah, we've got a lot of feedback about that, actually. So you we'll come on to that, that later on well, in it's just the show. Short. It was really good, but it was just a bit short. It's just a No, that's what she says. Yeah. Yeah, good. Innuendo. Early. Brilliant. <laughs> um, Daniel, you've not been on for a while, but you've been away somewhere very secretive that you can't actually tell for, us about. Yeah, so there, there you go. Let's move on. Um... I went to somewhere that was very cold, Ooh. and I saw something that was being made for a next generation console. You saw Battlefield 4? No. No. I can say no, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that. Next Call of Duty? No. Are we just no. going to go through all the games that possibly could Basically, yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, all What I could probably say is I got to see extended footage of a next generation game, and it looked amazing. Was it running on... Um, I obviously can't say if it's Xbox or PlayStation 4, but... Um, I'm not saying anything. Did you get to see using a controller? <laughs> I got to see somebody using a controller. Okay. Well, let's move on from that. Um, because Is that, that really what you can talk about? Yeah, because I, I don't think it's worth it because we might get sued. But what I will say, what I did see, and I'm sure they won't mind this, did look amazing. It's just it was a good taste of what we can expect later this year from the next generation of consoles. Did it? Have- I saw it running on PC, I should add. Right, but I, I, okay. I was told that it would look similar, if not better, on next generation consoles. Similar, if not better. Yeah, these They're, are hollow promises. They are. Um, there is another trip that we uh, could tell you about, but we can't give you any info because they're not here to tell you about it but on the site you'll find that Keza and Rich went to see Beyond Two Souls Beyond no fuck off okay uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> they went to see it in Paris I believe yes they did they went on a little um, love trip 
דויד קייג'. דויד קייג'. דויד. דויד. I'm putting emotion into old men's faces. Alright, alright, one face at a time. That guy did look like... <laughs> that guy on the PlayStation oh, 4 conference did look like the guy from Bill and Ted, didn't they? Or Jimmy Savile. Or Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Jimmy Savile. Um, moving swiftly on from a child sex offender, moving on to Chris Tilly. No, do... do <laughs> Not a massive do leap, is it? Where have you I'm been? looking something up. Uh, yeah, OK. Not a massive um, leap. What have I been up to, you all ask? I was going to ask what you, have you been What up have you been doing? I completed Tomb Raider this week, um, but we are going to come on to that. Um, so I started playing God of War Ascension last night. And? It's fucking hard. It's yeah. hard. Where'd you well, get to? Well, I seem to think... Where'd you I get s- to the hard bit? When, I know. When I did God of War 3, I started on, on normal and dropped it down to easy. And then I started on mm. normal again last night. And then got to a point and I just thought... You're a rubbish God of War. I'm just rubbish at games, full stop. Um, do, have, you, have you heard that, you know, the bit that Alex couldn't do in his review? Trials of Archimedes. Trials yeah. of Archimedes. Um, Sony Santa Monica have patched it to yeah. make it easier. Alex is responsible for that. I'm just going to say that. Pretty well, cool. Um, but it, I saw so a lot of the comments were was this thing, like people going, oh, I did it in one go, you guys are just rubbish, blah, blah, blah. But I, that, I think that's just a, a natural response, isn't yeah. it? Well, I'm sure on. there is are people from the internet. internet. Is, is, isn't that because they've patched it that they did it in one go? No, no, that was before that. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm sure there are people that could do that. Yeah. Can we, can we give those people a little round of applause for being really good? Yeah, well yeah. done, you. I've got a oh, picture of um, Alex trying to complete it with all of us watching him in the office and laughing behind his I, back. I remember when he. Should we put that up on the. Uh, the, the, moment, it. the moment that we broke Sony, Sony, Santa, Sony Some, Santa Monica. Some, easy for you to say. I remember looking around at Alex's computer because he was doing it for about five, six hours that day. And I saw that he did the first bit with quite a lot of health. And I got the sense that. He's going to do it. He's going to do it this time. So I felt like I should move out of his like peripheral vision. And we started congregating around Dan's, Dan and Will's desk, just watching him. And there's like a group gathered. And I think Alex turned around at one point and he like clocked everyone. There was a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. He, he did it. That's worse. It's a whole spectator thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? When someone's watching you. Although I think it sometimes helps having that pressure. Like yeah, I guess elite, so. elite athletes. I'm not comparing Alex to Usain Bolt because that's just factual. Usain Bolt doesn't finish his runs by shouting, I am the God of War! I bet he would if you, I bet he would. I bet if you told him to. Can Usain Bolt cross a chasm? <laughs> cross a chasm? What's that mean? Have you not seen the... Alex's the... video review. Yeah. When Alex is back next week, I'm going to do a soundboard made from his God of War video review. Can we put them at the end? If, if this um, podcast isn't the full hour-long podcast, <laughs> can we put some outtakes of Alex doing his voiceover? Because he's not here. Can we put them at the end of the podcast? We could, couldn't we? Because it was... It was we've got... I think we've got about eight minutes of, of Alex just Laughing trying hysterically. to say words and just failing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. let's put them in. All right. This will win a Sony award. It sounds like I've missed quite a lot while I've been away. Yeah. You have. What have you been up to while you've been away? See, nice link. Uh, <laughs> rather than from a convicted paedophile to Christian. <laughs> he waited for a good link. Uh, I did not have relations with that child. Um, but, I have been... But he did that one. In Austin, Texas, at South by Southwest. Woo! Uh, I've been watching movies. What is South by Southwest, if people don't know? Well, I'm, let me finish. All right. I've been watching movies <laughs> at the uh, film side of this festival and seeing some bands at the music side. And I even got involved with the interactive side of it. Which is video game stuff. Um, yeah, well, it's kind of that, but it's kind of... It's where Twitter f- uh, became a success. It's the, the day we're recording this is the seventh anniversary of Twitter. And I think it was six years ago that it started taking off and it happened at South by Southwest. So basically you get all these media types, music types, film types congregating in this little town and the whole place kind of goes crazy for 10 days. 
So yeah, I went there and I saw some good movies, including. So you were working there, but you're also on holiday. Yeah, well, I was working when I saw the movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Saw Evil Dead, which I think people in the UK have seen now as well. Some of our critic buddies. Um, We've seen it. We've seen it. What did you think? We can't talk about it, can we? (laughs) Can we not? That's amazing. Reviews on the site. That's ludicrous. We can't. I I don't think. I think we're embargoed. We can tweet about it, so you can go back and read our tweets about it. But I think we're embargoed. Well, that's ridiculous. So here's me breaking the embargo. That's <laughs> all right, you saw it But in you've America. seen it in America. You saw it in America. And you wrote the so review. You can't speak about it. Makes no sense. I thought it was great. I thought it was really good fun. Um, I thought it was uh, a little bit scary. I thought very horrific. Uh, like some of the best effects I think I've seen in a horror movie. I don't think I've winced as much at a movie as I have done. I can hear you giggling quite a lot as well. Yeah, which, which, which is a good standard. sign. Yeah. It's, a it, it's nasty without being kind of cruel. It's, kind, it's horrible stuff, but it's all quite good fun, I thought. Yeah, it does it with a knowing wink, I think. Yeah, and a- out of all those kind of um, remakes of classic horror movies, I think it's the best one. It it's makes the most impact, It has the best definitely. intentions yeah. as well of all them. Like, you sense they really love the original, and that, like, pervades the new one. It's, it's, it's not, not cynical cashing. It's not mean-spirited. Um, and I, I was saying to you, Daniel, that people are complaining that there's no character development, but... You don't. It's not really necessary in an Evil I Dead movie. See people get butchered. I thought it had a good premise about the girl going cold turkey. I thought that was a really good setup. Yeah, and it also got Makes away sense with the, why you would go the mobile phones and the cars. That's why people that go to cabins yeah. in woods. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw another horror movie called Your Next, which everyone should see when it comes out in August. It's been delayed by eighteen months, which is normally a bad sign after its first screening. But it's fantastic. But why eighteen months? Lionsgate didn't know what to do with it, wanted to write release date. Not, they've not changed the film, nothing's different, but as far as I know. But yeah, that's that's well worth watching. Any any uh, famous people in that, or is it sort of all unknowns? No, um, if you know your horror films, there's a guy called AJ Bowen who's in it. Um, there's a girl called Shani Wilson that have popped up in a few horror, smaller horror films, but it's going to make a star of, of this Australian actress, Shani Wilson. She's fantastic in it. Oh, awesome. I can't wait to see that. And Spring Breakers, I saw, which was the most talked about film there. This is the film with James Franco and uh, Disney starlets Selena Gomez and Vanessa Hudgens. Which, can I just say, I posted your review of that on our Facebook and it caused a bit of a row. Oh, did it? In what yeah. way? People like saying, like, why is this of interest to us? But from what I see of the trailer and what I hear about it, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's what, about, this is, this seems like a good entertaining movie. This is of no interest to me. It's got it's, it's got James Franco being a badass gangster with like t- like metal teeth. It's got like Selena Gomez and Vanessa Hudgens who like you probably shouldn't have any interest in, but they go proper full on, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do drugs, they kill people, they les up. There's a lot of good stuff going on there. So, yeah, so in your face. <laughs> but I think it's kind it of like saying we shouldn't be covering a film like Drive. It's yeah. that kind of thing about yeah. crime and and murder and violence. Cool and I think it was the fact that Selena Gomez and Vanessa Hudgens were in it. Yeah, well, that's that's that's, that's going to be why people don't see it, and that's going to be why people do see it. Um, they're not they're not the reason to see it. Though. The reason to see it is James Franco, the amazing soundtrack that Skrillex has done. Um, that's not my music, but it's really good. Uh, do yeah. Th- do you think there'll be a lot of like eighteen-year-old girls who have grown up with um, like a High School Musical and stuff like that who go see it thinking so they're it's their Breaking next... Bad moment? I yeah. hate to think. I hate to think. <laughs> that if this they happens, go this this happens sometimes in the crews of actors. Like you're very nice, very safe boy next door, girl next door, and then you make that one movie and your career can go out of the two, in two directions. Like Heath Ledger, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Totally. 
Um, it still will always be Tommy from Third Rock from the Sun. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin worked out for him, didn't it? It did. Yeah. He tried. He made that movie Party, Party, Monst- Party Monster. Yeah. Work. I also saw a good gaming movie. This was a documentary. What? No, it was a film called oh. Zero Charisma about a guy who does tabletop role playing games. Mm. He's like a, a well, he's supposed to be. A, he's like a dungeon master, although they couldn't use that word. So he's a games master. Right. And uh, yeah, it's really good. It's like a character study of this guy who hasn't been able to grow up. But it's uh, very funny and very touching, and lots of good geeky stuff going on in it. In the That's sort of film cool. festival calendar, how does South by Southwest sort of sort of figure? It's more edgy. It's not. It doesn't get the big movies that Cannes or Toronto gets. Um, it doesn't quite do the full-on indie stuff that Sundance does. It's somewhere in between. It's a bit more rock and roll. There's lots of good music documentaries there. Well, it sounds like a lot of genre stuff there as well. It sounds like our sort of festival. Yeah, right? they had they have the midnight movies uh, section, which is where I saw your next. Mm. Um, and a film called Cheap Thrills as well, which we'll talk about at a later date. But um, other things happened. Um, I met with the Marvel people, like the chief of Marvel. Kevin Feige? Uh, no, uh, he's more on the movie side, isn't he? <laughs> oh, right, OK, I see, comics. And we talked about something called Project Gamma. Has anyone heard about this? No. It's about uh, digital comics. They've now started writing scores for them. Oh. So you can plug your headphones into your iPad uh, read the comic, and then the score will move along at the same pace. Wow. That that's you're... quite an interesting thing to score. Actually, that'd be like scoring a video game, where the score has to be quite dynamic. Yeah, because if you're on one page for ages, you want it to be like a seamless loop. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, and they reckon they figured out a way of doing it, and so yeah, and then the music becomes sad if a character dies, and you know, chase sequences, and it's weird that they haven't quite figured out this digital comic thing right quite yet, because it seems like perfect for iPads and stuff like that but it never, doesn't really seem like you're in a transition period aren't you Yeah. I guess in five years time it'll all be sorted and it'll be like oh why don't we do this sooner but yeah, yeah. it's still print digital they said they're just experimenting at the moment and it was recently you could buy like 200 we well, not buy them 200 comicsology yeah. if you signed up for it you got like first issue of like, first yeah. issues yeah the Marvel stuff yeah and I also ended up in a DJ booth with Danny Boyle and Underworld just laying down some tracks that was weird Underworld look old now yeah yeah. Well, they're about as old as Danny Boyle. They probably are, yeah. That was very awkward, though. It was obviously a public appearance that Danny Boyle agreed to where he would DJ with Underworld <laughs> to promote his new movie, Trance. But Underworld were DJing, and he was just standing next to them awkwardly looking at records. Yeah, because he's not a DJ. No. Not a mm. DJ. And people were just staring at him. So I was a bit pissed and thought I'd put him out of his misery. I'll go up and chat with him, because that's what he wants. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Me slightly slurring for gone 10 up, minutes. gone up and requested something. <laughs> have, you, have you got the birdie song? Well, yep. surprisingly, they played Tiffany and Pet Shop Boys. Mm. Which Danny Boyle selections. <laughs> <laughs> which Pet Shop Boys? Uh, it was um, You Were Always On My Mind. Mm. Mm. I walked Stu up. Yeah. Oh, Talking to mm. Stu, Stu, you've been cutting a video review together this week. Yes. Can you talk uh, about it? Luigi's Mansion, or yeah. Luigi's Mansion 2, or Luigi's Mansion, is it Dark of the Moon? Moon Dark? <laughs> dark, dark, dark Moon. moon. Dark, yeah, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. That'd be great. Luigi's Mansion, Dark Side of the Moon. It's got Pink Floyd soundtrack. Maybe you can cut a video to the soundtrack. Fuck, I'd love to do that. To the to the album. Yeah, I might do that later. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> uh, it's really good. It looks really good. Uh, uh, I have to admit, I haven't played the game, but what I have done is I've scrubbed through about... 20 hours. Six hours of gameplay. Game. I've watched, watched it. it. I've watched it be played, and it really, really does look tremendous fun. I've just got my hands on a cart now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and play it after this podcast. Oh, um, it, it just looks like such fun it really is an entertaining game um 
like graphically, even though you're kind of slightly limited by what the 3DS can can put out, the actual quality of the animation in it, the the way the ghosts are animated, the way Luigi's animated, it's fun. It looks great. It looks like a really cool little interactive cartoon. I love it. I'm really looking forward to playing. I know yeah. you are as well, Daniel. Yeah, so it's, some of my, it's like one of my perfect games. <laughs> Walking around hoovering in a haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> a bit <laughs> like that. life. Yeah. Come yeah. to my flat, mate. The other game I want, tidying up in an asylum. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, full <laughs> ironing. Yeah. In another dimension. Batman Arkham tidying. Oh, just, if they're making that. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Imagine ironing a cape. That'd be fucking nightmare. I tell you what would be really... What they should use Connect for is making your fold shirts properly to put in a suitcase. How would that work? Well, you know, you have to fold... You take the arm and you have to fold the arm and a bit of the shirt over that way and then pull the other one over that way and then you have to do it in thirds. Yeah, I hope that's a big way. part of the press conference. At the end yeah, of the next yeah. Xbox. I don't think this is this is Connect killer apps. You? you don't think so? No. Well, <laughs> they said that about... Connectimals. <laughs> um, let's move on to this week's news, shall we? It's been a, a hectic week in the world of news. Um, uh, the SimCity saga yeah, rumbles so, ever no, onwards. I've, been, I've not been on the podcast for a few weeks, so I was just, you know, SimCity came out and it was great and everyone loved it. And That's not happened. <laughs> it that worked is not fine, what happened. Like, so EA, it kind of all went, well, I think the correct term is tits up. Technically, yeah. yeah. Like, they fucked up. Yeah. Again, you can yeah. get on the game. A yeah. uh, whole <laughs> litany of problems. And to make up for it, to atone, EA have said you can have a free game. There are eight Origin games that you can get. And okay. They're actually not that bad. A lot of people were predicting there'd be a lot more um, older stuff on this list. But you can get Battlefield 3. Mass Effect 3, I think, on there. Uh, Mass Effect 3, Medal of Honor Warfighter, another great game. You're missing out on one of the big ones. Uh, Dead Space 3. No. Is it? Is it? Is it Bejeweled Three? It's Bejeweled Three. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. But Dead Space Three is quite surprising because that's yeah, only that's been out for a month or so. Am I right in thinking also that you can also get SimCity Four? Four Deluxe. Basically, do you want a game? Do you want one that works? It, oh, sorry, sorry, everyone. Do you want to play SimCity? Do you want to get the one that we met ten years ago? Just do that. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. You, you can't really go online, but you can actually build a big city. Rather than I should say, I mean, you can also get um, Need for Speed Most Wanted, which is awesome. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, um, c- do you have any info on how you redeemed that when you had to have registered SimCity by to... I'm sorry to put you on the spot. register the game before March 25th, okay. you can choose one of the games, one of these eligible titles, because obviously since then, um, you know, we'll, we'll have resolved some of the problems. So if you, you know, buy the game in a month's time, you won't be getting one of these games. So obviously. wait, so you could buy it now, you can get one of those games for free on yeah. PC? Yeah. Good. Oh, that's quite good, isn't it? Sure, I well, it could all go wrong again, so you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a bit sh- like, sad about this. I should say, for a uh, sake of clarity, I've not played SimCity on PC. Well, we played it for about 10 minutes one lunchtime, and then we tried to go back in the afternoon, and we couldn't get the city to load. Yeah. So I'm going to wait till it comes out on Mac, and hopefully it's stabilised somewhat. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd quite like to play it as well. Um, I may, may wait until it's sort of... The teething problems have been ironed yeah, out. Yeah, the, the biggest problem that I see with it, and what I've read from all the reviews and coverage that's out there, is one of the biggest problems stems not from the infrastructure; it's from the game itself and its kind of flawed logic. Like the game doesn't work properly. Yeah, I've like, seen. You'll that. have, I don't know, really efficient um, police system, um, police force, and people will still complain about crime. Yeah. So you don't really know what to do. And isn't, that, isn't that human nature, though? Yeah, it's like the next level of simulation. People yeah. will complain about anything. But there's a there's like traffic flow problems and all sorts of stuff like that, isn't there? Where if you put um, a fire station in a certain place, that even if there's a fire on going going on next door, if it's placed on the wrong side, yeah, of it, they won't go out and fix it. And yeah, 
Because like, like obviously you could say it's true. Like, that is true. Even though crime levels do diminish, people are still really scared about crime because of the media. But I don't think it's no. It's just badly programmed. It's, I know. Because I know. So if it's a game, you want the rationale. You don't want it just to seem like chaos. Well, let's um, let's see how that pans out. I'm sure SimCity will be rumbling on for a, a long while yet. Um, well, everyone's going to play SimCity. Forward. Something else that's rumbling on. There you go. Segway. Um, is a tank in the teaser for Battlefield 4's trailer. What we think is a tank. <laughs> wow, it's just masterful hosting, Tom. <laughs> um, so um, EA, uh, or in fact DICE, or in fact Battlefield, or in um, fact. posted a Vine... Which, if you don't know what a Vine is, it's the Twitter video app, which allows you to upload six seconds of video. Mm. I love um, it. You love it? Yeah, I'm getting into it. Yeah? Sorry. Um, have you posted any Vines yourself? Yeah, I posted my first one uh, last week. I followed a woman... Uh, uh, oh, around, what? Like, that doesn't surprise any of us. It took six seconds. Around the, uh, around the streets of Austin. She was a flyer. You know, she's handing out this flyers. maniac? <laughs> and she was, rather than actually hand them out... She was just walking on the street, just chucking them on the floor, <laughs> like going down alleyways. And if anyone went up to her and said, "What are you doing?" she just massively swore at them. Wow! wow. So uh, that was my first. I am going to check for that public out. Office. <laughs> <laughs> um, your Tilly tweets on Twitter. If people want to find that, they can go see that. But um, yeah, so Dice have used it in a, a very special way. They've shown six seconds of really obscure, blurred footage from the Battlefield Four trailer, and also revealed that the, the full trailer is coming on March twenty seventh, which is a week today. Mm. Uh, if you're, if it's Thursday where you are, which is unlikely. No, it'll be Friday, <laughs> so it'll be a week yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, have you seen the video? No. Good. So I'm the only one that's seen it. Um, so you get a close-up shot of some metal with perspiration dripping off it. Oh. Uh, you get to see some tank tracks moving along. Do we know it's, it's perspiration or not condensation? Yeah, condensation is probably more likely. Oh, okay. Because metal, think I don't think metal sweats. Transformer What's tanks. that thing about ladies? They glow, don't they? That's right. Horses sweat, yeah. men perspire and ladies glow. Yeah, tanks. Tanks sweat. Tanks sweat. <laughs> sweaty tanks. Um, so there's sweaty tanks. There's a picture of the number four and it says prepare for battle. Oh, that's... You like that? Yeah. Can we put a challenge out to our listeners? Can you draw us a big poster or a game box art for the game Sweaty Tanks? Sweaty Tanks. <laughs> Please. Battlefield and, uh, 4, Sweaty Tanks yeah. edition. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what's happening. It's been announced properly next week in Sweden. There's a load of journalists going out for an yeah, event at um, DICE. G- big big warring well. nation. Sweden. Something at GDC, yeah. So GDC is going to be big this year. Yep. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening there because Kojima's oh, there doing a talk, isn't he? This Phantom Pain bullshit. Yeah. What's he doing? Like, honestly, this is just getting too So you've much. been following that Phantom Pain stuff, haven't you? I just, just announce it. So I, are you aware I, of this, Stu? Mm-hmm. Pain. I think there's a very fine line between being really smart and doing a really clever viral campaign. But the thing with a viral campaign, you can't force it. Yeah. There will be sectors of the internet who will talk about anything. You know, they could have put that trailer up and just left it, but they've, left they've it. basically fabricated this fake CEO of this company called Wacky, um, which is Moby Dick Studios. Yeah, and the CEO is called Wacky, but spelled in a way that's an anagram of, of Kojima. Kojima. And he appears on this in his video interview with his face bandaged up, like the character in the trailer for this yeah, game, yeah, Phantom it's... Pain. Is it called Phantom Pain? Phantom Pain, yeah. Which everyone's saying is Metal Gear Solid Five, But we'll find out. It's just become so convoluted. I think <laughs> if they do have a big reveal where they go, oh, it's Metal Gear, people go, yeah, we kind of yeah, but you that. Kind of that. You really away. dragged it out. I don't know, there's a very fine line between it being clever and it just being too much. He's, he's even got a fake Twitter account, this <sighs> Joe Keem, whatever his face is. Yeah. There's a problem with viral stuff now, though, isn't it? It's, it's just it's, it's becoming 
a bit a bit boring. You know, when when we had that fantastic viral video for Prometheus when it was the TED talk. Yeah. And and it was really good and then the film was just a bit shit. And you kind of thought, well, I wish it was just the TED talk we were watching instead of all this other bollocks. Yeah. And that's happening I think with viral it's, marketing it's difficult now. Because it's, it's... viral marketing, because obviously the gain from it is so lucrative. Like if something goes viral, it's a massive win for a PR company, a marketing division. That they'll go after it, but you can't force these things. No, yeah. no. But when you try to, it just becomes quite, I don't know. But, I mean, I think the viral thing is is so, so fake now. We're it's so like, inured oh, we, to we it, need a we? viral campaign. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not well, how viral works. We've got some emails where it's like, we've created this viral. Well, you yeah. haven't created a, You've created a thing that, that could you want go to viral. go viral. Yeah. You're looking, you, if you see something a bit weird, you're looking for the viral aspect of it. Now, and I tell you, you it's what. It's a bit like looking at, looking at a, a, a movie and trying to work out what bits of CGI. Yeah. I, I tell you what, the absolute pinnacle of this shameless viral thing is that fucking advert with that fucking horse go fuck yourself i fucking cannot bear that piece of shit what is it for is it for three don't even mention the name because because if you mention the name of it tom that's given them that's given them what you're talking about it's one it's a shetland pony it's a small shetland pony doing like a a moonwalk or something it's just just and it's basically so yeah we're being internet wacky no you're not calculated wacky Yeah. yeah it's quite funny Oh and you know the annoying thing is I'll the next angry. day on Reddit I saw it on there it's like, it's like one of the top things the it's just like fuck you yeah you could make your own one as well what, let's think of one now let's think of a viral video let's have I don't know an octopus there's your animal what's it doing o- o- octopus brushing its teeth there you go when Brilliant. 3 launched they had an octopus do you remember wearing a sombrero did they yeah it was an octopus it was this, It was like a weird looking octopus there was a little girl taking his <laughs> cake to an octopus All or something octopus do you know where I can trace looking. this back to I can trace this back to one Ringtone, it's the fucking crazy frog. frog yeah, that fucking frog on oh, his motorbike with his tiny penis. Uh, Mr. Flat from Flatterick. Uh, Flatterick. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's just. See, but I don't. I don't mind when something is a commercial which goes viral. Yeah, it's when something is viral for a commercial. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of, of a good example, but I've just forgotten what I was going to say. The pony. <laughs> Fuck the pony. No, don't. No, that's illegal. That's, that's the next viral. Yeah. <laughs> it's Stu fucking a pony with an octopus brushing his there. teeth it's in the background. It's already out there. You just got to search for it. <laughs> we just cured HIV. Don't get another one, Stu. Have we actually? Yeah. Have we cured? Well, no, the, the, there is. This is going. It cures one in ten. This is really off topic. This is an off topic podcast. Let's go back. <laughs> virology. <laughs> We're talking about virology. HIV. Wow. Let's move on to a man who could possibly have a sexually transmitted disease because he's had sex with a lot of women. Probably unprotected. That's James oh, Bond. Ladies. Yeah, that bit in Skyfall. Not Sky- Chris Tilly, on James Bond. On that in Skyfall when he just appears behind her in the shower. Yeah, that's a bit rapey. He better put some protection on. Yeah. Uh, but Bond 24, Chris, <laughs> when's it coming out? It's coming soon, right? Bond 24 might not happen for three more years. Right. That's the headline. Okay. That's pretty much the story. <laughs> if I'm honest, there's not a lot to say here. What? The new, the, they're making the Bond movie and it might be out in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, according to Reuters, Reuters got this story. Um, MGM chairman and chief exec uh, Gary Barber told investors at a conference, uh, looking forward to developing the script and signing a director. We are hoping within the next three years it will be released. Good. I guess I guess it was being fast-tracked when they thought they had Sam Mendes on board. I guess now they've got to kind of take their time a little bit and make sure they get the right guy to replace yeah. him. Who won that poll that we put up? Oh, uh, it's being pushed out. Uh, people obviously want Chris Nolan to do it, but yeah. um, that's. I think that's... Very, very unlikely. Very unlikely. Yeah, he's got I his next project no locked way. anyway. No yeah. way. Um, I don't want him to do that. I, no. I don't know. I, no, curiosity value. I'd love to see him do it with, um, make the film with that, with Tom Hardy. Well, down the line, but I think we want to see Chris Nolan do some original yeah. stuff, don't we, now? He's done two sequels. Yeah, totally. 
Um, um, so yeah, I guess. Well, so long as they get it right, because it, it, they very obviously rushed Quantum of Solace, yeah, and to the how detriment old, of that how film. How old's Craig going to be then? He'll be fifty. He'll be f- pushing fifty. I think he's like forty-nine. But and... I guess you know, Skyfall really plays up to that aspect of the character mm. that he's no spring chicken. Yeah, I don't. I don't think his age is going to be a problem for us. Sky... You know, it looks quite good for fifty. It was. A, it was yeah. a reset, though, wasn't it? Skyfall, really. I mean, we, you know. <laughs> Would you be sorry to see the back of Daniel Craig after after three movies? Would I'd you? like to see him do another one at least. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think I think yeah, there's I like room him. for a movie that would complement Skyfall. That's almost. I feel like Skyfall set stuff up. Like hmm. you, you could terminate it on that, but because I think what you need now is you need a vintage, another vintage one, and something that, that really mold. blows it out of the water. Yeah. Something that's really like a spectacle. Because I think this was quite. It kind of played to that, but it was also very sort of. Tight in, if that makes sense. Yeah, it yeah. never really it wasn't pulled a out vista, was it? the wide scale mm. of uh, global conflict. This was very personal. I think that's what it needs next. James Bond actually saving the world, not just his old yeah. house. It's getting more and more difficult, though, isn't it? One of the things they reference in that film is, you know, where are your enemies now? Your enemies aren't geographically located, are they? They are within. The they internet, are sleeper yeah. cells within you. There's no, yeah, there's no man to go out and shoot. No, James Bond versus no. Alien. And you don't know how to use Outlook, James. <laughs> You can't even you click can't, on a mouse. Oh, look, you you at, don't even know how to crop an image in Photoshop. Look at all these bots you've got. You've got pop-ups everywhere. Oh. Like, it brings it back. You have to clean it up. Because well, what are you doing? This is, mate, this is Windows XP. Come on. <laughs> Chris O'Dowd has just let slip that he's appearing in the new Thor movie in, a, in one scene. And I'm wondering if that might be him telling Thor to turn his computer just, off and on and game. Just reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be an unlikely Bond, wouldn't he, Chris O'Dowd? That'd be fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> Chris O'Dowd is I would have thought five years ago he was an unlikely Hollywood star. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. worked out for him, so yeah. go for it. I don't um, know. I'm, just, I'm trying to think who other unlikely people to play James Bond would be. Hugh Grant. George Clinton. Rafe Spell. <laughs> George Clinton. <laughs> Why not? That'd be cool. I'd like to see Hugh Grant as James Bond. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, we've got another new game announced for Wii U. That's exciting, isn't it? That, yeah, that makes what, brand new game. What's yeah. that, three games that have come out for it? Yeah, brand well, not really. It's uh, basically Square Enix have announced that um, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, the oh, director's yeah, that came out cut, two years ago. is coming to <laughs> Wii U. Yeah, a game that came out two years ago. Mm. Um, they're getting a director's cut. It's going to utilise the gamepad for hacking, uh, map editing, uh, augmented sniping, mm. grenades, neural hub enhancements, and also... Interestingly, they're overhauling the boss fights, which were a massive bone of contention when the game so first came like, out. Like a director's cut special edition. Yeah, it's, and it's only coming to Wii U. But I mean, is that really the title that Wii U owners are looking forward to? I genuinely do not. I know we keep saying it to the point where it's getting a bit boring, but I don't know what's going to happen to Wii U this year. I j- I don't know. Can why don't they just give everybody their money back? I'd be, I mean, I, I think it's a really sad situation that Nintendo have got themselves into, because who was it you were talking about next gen consoles? Can you say? I think I can tell this anecdote in isolation that it's about a game that's coming out for next gen consoles. Obviously, it's out PC. I mean, it's PS4, and we're in an awkward situation where nobody can say next Xbox, but obviously next Xbox as well. And I cheekily said, "Does that mean we're you then?" Because we've been told that's a next-gen console, and there's like a deathly silence. <laughs> so it's, it's not. Nobody regards it as that. No. I mean, Watch Dogs is coming to Wii U, and that's, yeah. that's a next-gen game. But it's also a current-gen game. It's also a current-gen game, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're uh, obviously excited for Deus Ex Human Revolution, that's great. I mean, it is, it is a great game. 
uh, I just think it's a sad situation that that's that's what Square have got to offer as a two-year-old game. That uh, you know what? Now- it's basically what that's almost admitting. It's not worth us investing precious resource in developing for this console. We might give you a team of five, ten people to overhaul an old game, yeah. and make some money from it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, are you are you a Wii U owner? Are you still playing it? What games are you looking forward to? You, do you feel like damn by Nintendo? Let us know on the IGN UK feedback at IGN. Does it come out? We, yeah. Um, and then finally, let's move on to our big talking point because um, this week they announced that uh, there is going to be no DLC single player coming for Team Raider. That's right. Carl Stewart is the uh, global brand manager for Crystal Dynamics, and uh, they they do these things called uh, Ask Me Anything's on Reddit, where it literally AMAs. Is, AMAs. Is, AMAs. Them, is, that, yeah. is that what the yeah. kids call yeah. them, Tom? Yeah. Is it? Well, they call them on Beta, Granddad. Uh, <laughs> QI. <laughs> <laughs> the TV show. Sorry, go on. Brilliant. And that's that's the story. Uh, they're just focusing on multiplayer for now. That's what they've said. I think that's a bit of a missed opportunity. Well, why? Because I think you the way that the game ends, you could have a quite a nice epilogue in like three or four months' time where it, it would just be one big tomb. Like the thing that everyone's moaning about with Tomb Raider, or a recurrent complaint, is there's no big tombs, big... Like puzzles, puzzles set within tombs, that's such a kind of um, consistent part of the franchise. That's like a, a fundamental staple, and that's not in the game. If you give that as DLC, it kind of sweetens it. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it would have been quite nice. I think to 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 promise some DLC that maybe mm-hmm. puts her in a new location, uses yeah. the game mechanics, even put her in Croft Hall and have something happening there. You know, like her home. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, you could have her waking up having really bad flashbacks in the middle of the night because she's been through some shit in that game, man. Yeah. You know? Really- she's seen things that, that no girl that age should have seen. Um, so we've all completed it now, apart from Chris. You haven't played it, have you? No, so this, I'm going to enjoy this talking point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Stuart, you loved it, right? I loved it. I thought it was a really beautiful game. Oh, is it worth saying we might talk spoilers here? Yeah, yeah so watch yeah. out. So if watch it, out, yeah. yeah. If you haven't completed Tomb Raider, then switch maybe skip on a little bit. If you have to completely switch off now, it's going to be rubbish. Yeah, uh, it's a really, really pretty game, isn't it? But here's a, here's the thing that I was talking to you about, Tom, and we decided to open this conversation out. It's not really that hard a game. No, I'd say it's probably one of the easiest games I've played it's, in a long time. It's more like an interactive movie than a game. There's so many QTEs in it, and and well, you had a problem with that right at the beginning. Oh, they just, like, after they, your they, first session, you were like, "It's just too much." It's just it, I, I think it really is. Everything is like QTE, QTE, and I find the timing system on those QTEs very irritating in this game as well. Very, like a very small window, don't you? Well, yeah, I don't, I would, I'd say that it's one of the easiest sort of windows of opportunity. Really? For, Which yeah. what platform are you playing on? On Xbox. I wonder if it's slightly different. Because I've been playing it on PS3. It oh. seems that I very, very rarely failed, like, a, a sort of mash the yellow button sort of opportunity right. or hit the, hit the blue button or whatever. But I, I, just found it, I just found it tedious after a while. It, it, it just... I, I, and I find, with those QTEs, if you're... If, you're if, if, you, if they're using it for you to hammer the shit out of someone or to, you know, or to kill a dog or whatever, it just doesn't... The connect isn't there for me. Like I can, I can see the connect when you're shooting someone with an arrow, or you've got a, a rifle, or something like that. But to press a triangle when you're when you're trying to get a dog off you, that's savaging you, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It, I, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It just it takes you out of that environment. I think a lot of the lot of the problem is with it, or I mean, it's probably fair to say we all really like it. it yeah, don't get me wrong, yeah. I love it. It's a I good really game. Like it. 
but I think, I think it's it, a good. I think it's good. It's a very good game. Yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed playing it. I played it for a Saturday. I played it for like six hours straight. I yeah. loved every single minute of it. I had a great time. But once I've come away with it, I kind of realised some of its flaws, and I don't really think of it much. And I won't go back to it. And I think one of the things I dislike about it, or I'm disappointing, I should say, that's probably more precise, is when you start off. It, and in the build-up to the game coming out, they really emphasise the survival elements of the game. Mm. You know, you're alone on this island and you have to fight to survive. And scavenge. And scavenge. And the first thing you do, and it teaches you how to use the boat, is you have to, like, track a deer and kill it. Mm. There's a really, like, kind of touching moment where she doesn't want to kill it, but she has to to survive and she um, guts it um, for a dinner. And... That never happens again. No, I thought you'd you'd do that all throughout the game to keep your health I th- levels up. To I thought it'd be like hungry. a hung, hunger gauge. Yeah, and you'd have, but you basically just kill stuff if you want XP. Yeah, I shot a crab. Did you? Did you do I, that? Shot, I got an achievement for that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I sh- did. Yeah, <laughs> I shot a chicken with a flaming arrow. That did was it, good fun. Did it cook? It did. Yeah, ah. lovely. Um, uh, I just, I just think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it, and the a same, lot of, uh, what, Sorry. No, go on. Or is it similar to what you were saying about exploration? Similar level of kind of deception in the run-up. Well, the deception that's a bit strong, but oh, you can go anywhere. It's an island that you can explore. It's not. It's just a line. It's basically yeah. It's a one long corridor that you have to fight yeah. through. I mean, there's areas where it opens up, like in the the junkyard uh, and the shanty town and on the beach. But I don't know. It just it just felt like you never really that each area was not related to the last area and you just dropped you have no sense of geography like we're on far cry after a time you knew if i go over that hill i'll get to that bit and you had a good sense of place yeah Mm. where i didn't really have that on that island at all yeah i mean no no you don't you've got no idea of you can't really gauge the size of the island can you you know what i mean and when i look at the map when you stop at a campfire i'm like this is kind of meaningless to me because i'm not sure which bit's which and a campfire is like if it was meant to be a hub, like a fast travel point, like in Far Cry, mm. they were just they were just save points, really, weren't they? Yeah. Where you could just yeah. level up your weapons and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I really I enjoyed um, the actual gameplay. I thought the gameplay was tight. I like the sort of climbing. The fundamentals were really good. I loved mm. using the bow. I did. I found it really satisfying. Yeah, I found I actually think the sound effects as well are absolutely stunning. Like I love the sound effect of cracking open a crate. Yeah, that crunch, and then also when she traverses using the the pickaxe, I just think it's beautiful. But the parts, you you know, it is it's a it's a very lovely game, but it, it's it's more. I think we're at the stage now where we seem to be kind of getting two types of game. We're getting these like interactive movie experiences more than anything, and then you look at something like like I said to you, Tom, something like um, uh, Super Mario Land 3DS, uh, 3D rather, uh, which is a more kind of skill-based game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas that, it's it's a it's a trickier kind of game, I think. This is an easy game, but with Tomb Raider, I do you think it's basically capitulated and gone? Let's just do the Uncharted thing. And I know it's a facile comparison because Uncharted was inspired by Tomb Raider. It's kind of come full circle of influence at the end of this generation of consoles. But I just feel like it could have been braver in some ways and done, kept its roots and made a bigger deal of them rather than going we're just gonna have sections where you're just running away over crumbling bridges yeah yeah or sliding down stuff constantly i'm so bored of hanging on ledges and jumping jumping gaps between ledges even god of war has it and it's like i'm so bored of that 
that clinging on the edge of things and, and jumping across yeah. gaps while hanging from your arms it just wouldn't happen in real life. Um, and like puzzles in it, like puzzles were a big thing. And the puzzles in Uncharted actually do have a sense of scale, like you're climbing up a massive yeah. like statue in two, I remember. But in Tomb Raider, it's literally a tiny little room and a lot You've of it involves closing, yeah, yeah. closing windows. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit windy. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It seems to revolve all around like wind or fire or like or just like crank something yeah There's throwing, more than throwing bo- a bottle um like uh jerry cans onto yeah things yeah so it's like one of three things like try that one try that one so it's, like, it's interesting what you say so it, uh, when you first look at it you think the scale of the game is actually is, is vast but the more you look at it it's actually very little well this is the same accusation that was always leveled at uncharted it looks amazing but you can't go anywhere and that's one of the reasons it looks so good because yeah. you can't go everywhere, so it mm. focuses all the processing power on very specific areas because it's not running anything else. It's all um, scenery. It's like a backdrop on a yeah. stage. I think something that Uncharted does better than Tomb Raider does is the uh, the variety of like locales. Locales, yeah. Like in Tomb in in Uncharted Three, for example, you're in London and then you're in the desert and yeah. you're on the plain and Tomb all Ra- that sort of stuff. Tomb it all quite, looks really different. Tomb Raider is quite like a obviously it's quite a drab game. It's really grey and brown. See, I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful looking game though. I yeah. really do. I think yes, it's 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 drab and brown maybe, but I think it's, it's got a sense of realism that's missing from a lot of games. There's some great stunning moments like when you're in the caves and you're covered in blood. Yes. And you're walking through all the stalactites. That's quite impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we should move on from Team Raider now. But if you um, have your thoughts on Team Raider, let us know on IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. That's our email address. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at IGN UK and let us know what you thought there. Um, now, let's have a look at the games that are coming out uh, this week. Daniel, you've got the list there. What's coming out this week? What's big? So, Gears of War Judgment. Yes. It's another Gears of War game, but I sense not a lot of excitement around this title. Kind of like God of War. It's the fourth game in the series. And a prequel. And a prequel. I know God of War is the sixth one, but... Weren't you guys playing a bit of this? Oh, no. Yeah, we're playing on lunchtime. I think Gears of War is best experience in co-op. It supports the four-player co-op. If you can do that, I'd definitely play it that way. But I liked it. It was um, slightly... It kind of integrated some of the multiplayer aspects into the single-player game, where you've got to like, hold camps and set up um, turrets and things like that. So it is trying to do new things. I think it's just... It's a new developer, but I think it's kind of fighting against the perception that it's the fourth game in the series. Yeah, I mean, people who love Gears of War, I'm sure they'll love it. I mean, it's it is a, it's a it's a solid shooter. I it's think. got great mechanics. Got really the cover mechanics. Yeah. stuff is brilliant in Gears of War. Yeah, so we're going to play more of that at lunchtime. We'll talk about it next week, I guess. Indeed, and mm. also we're having our first uh, game event tonight, uh, where we're giving people from our community the chance to go and play Gears of War early. That was last night. Yeah, so th- that was this week. Anyway, so uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was good. Um, Need for Speed Most Wanted, that game that came out last year, is coming out on the Wii U. Excellent. Very much mm. time delay on the Wii U. Are you reviewing that for Wii U? I am. I'm probably just gonna. I haven't got a copy of the game yet, but I'm just gonna update my existing review unless there's dramatic differences. Okay. Um, Monster Hunt, Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. Yep. Which has a review on the site. You can go read that. Dead or Alive Five on the Vita. Yep. Don't think. Handheld's really the best place for a fighting game, but there you go. It's on there. Walking Dead Survival Instinct. The game they were so confident about, they'd never sent out review copies or copies to anyone. Yep, so that's... A, um, a bit of a turkey. Uh, yeah, I imagine we'll have a review going up soon, but we only got it on in the States on, like, Tuesday, was yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Did you yet. guys play Walking Dead Assault, the one that we were... Yeah, it's really away? good. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. I've downloaded it, but not had a go yet. That's the thing, there's so many different Walking Dead things out there, but I think this is... 
not one of the best mm. by a long way. Yeah. Um, survival Instinct, that is. And that's on Xbox and PlayStation and yeah. PC, probably. Yeah. Um, Trials Evolution is coming to PC as well. And there's a gold edition of everything as well coming out. That includes everything from Trials Evolution, Trials, all the DLC, Trials HD, and also the original Trials as well. So that's probably you sorted if you get that for the rest of the year. Yeah. And <laughs> also, it updates Trials HD tracks in the Trials Evolution engine. So apparently, it looks really good. Let's get that for our boss. Yeah. Who's a massive Trials fan. Chris, what movies are out? I don't care. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit of an uninspiring week this week. What do you mean? There's uh, Jack the Giant Slayer, which I've not fancied from the moment they announced I it, really. I don't fancy that whatsoever. And I still don't. I didn't I didn't bother going to a preview. Uh, it's not supposed to be disastrous, but not supposed to be great either. Uh, Identity Thief. That looks good. Jason Bateman. <laughs> And the girl from Bridesmaids. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Apparently it's one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> really? That's, yeah. Who'd what? have thought? What? It looks... And Stolen. <laughs> uh, I think that's, is that Nicolas Cage? That's Nick Cage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever. whatever. Um, actually, a much better thing to do, because I meant to mention this a while ago, but I don't, I've not been on for a while, is go to Secret Cinema and go see Casablanca. Ah, there you go. Uh, I went to the last Secret Cinema event, which was Shawshank Redemption, and it was brilliant. It was in a, 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 a an old school in, in East London that they turned into a prison. And it was just the most amazing night. They dressed us up in jumpsuits. It was quite scary, really. You got shouted at, you got bullied. <laughs> and then and you took part in like a prison breakout and like there was a brawl. And then you ended up watching the movie and drinking a few beers. And then to get home, you had to crawl through shit. Uh, nearly missed the last bus home so it was quite stressful <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the end of the Shawshank oh yeah. it's stressful it's like, you missed that bus it's but I know the, the, the Casablanca one isn't so secret they've got, they've announced that one but it's similarly kind of an experiential uh, night out and uh, they've extended it to May or June uh, and I'm going to go see it so go do that rather than see one of these bloody new films Yes, uh, so that is uh, the movies and games out this week. Um, let's move on to listener feedback. Yeah. And can I just start off by saying thank you to the, the, the reader in China who sent us some counterfeit uh, Chinese goods. He sent us some counterfeit Plants vs. Zombies 2 cards, playing cards, and a mini mouse uh, <laughs> pen, uh, which is quite good because it's got a fountain pen. It's actually got cartridges with it as well. Wow. So old cartridges, old school. Yeah, I used to stab them and, and chuck them at people. That's what we used to Whoa. do. Oh, brilliant. Why were we sent them? Uh, because we asked him to, and I've lost a bit of paper with his name on, so I can't remember what his name is. Make something up. But yeah, and uh, yeah, so yes, we did receive <laughs> them. Thanks bad. for sending Thank them in. Thank you. <laughs> Joshua Pickett-Smith says, uh, having just finished Tomb Raider today, awesome game, by the way, completely agree with Kez's review, I've realised that archaeologists seem to have more exciting lives than almost any job going. Between Lara Croft, Nathan Drake and Indiana Jones, I'm considering sacking off my four years at uni to go and dig up pebbles in my garden and await adventure. If you could choose a highly overrated video game day job, what would you pick? Hmm, I'd quite like to be a plumber. No, I wouldn't really. Yeah. Good pay. Is that very good pay? My God, yeah, you're set for life if get, you do a plumbing get course. Get a trade. Get yeah, a trade. Get a trade. That's, then that. Oh, well, people always need then. People um, always need plumbers and undertakers, and video game critics. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an invaluable skill. Oh shit! What would I be? Um, I'd also like to be a zombie killer as well, because I think I'd be quite. Quite good like that. to be an attorney in the Ace Attorney style. Yeah. It's like when you accuse people, all the graphics is going crazy around you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's good. Good. 
What about a cooking I'm mama? Glad, I'm glad we prepared that one. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. We need to we need to give a heads up on these so we can think about it rather than be put on the spot. Yeah, I think it's better I'll when be you put mushroom. on the spot. I think it's better when you put on the spot. Right, next bit of feedback is from Tim, Tim Brudnell. After watching the PS4 event, I was dismayed to see the emphasis on social games. I'd be a speedball player. There you go. Good. Back to Tim. After watching the PS4 event, I was dismayed to see the emphasis on social gaming. The reason I play games is to escape from people. Microsoft could win the next generation for me by releasing the isolation box. Is it just me that feels like this? No. I think a lot of people feel like that, but you know what? Not not, going to happen. Not going to change what they're going to do. Charlie Brooker was moaning about that, wasn't he? Yeah, but I think, you know, there's still going to be games you'll play single player. You turn everything else off. Not SimCity. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Tom? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think the social layer stuff is... Opt-in. Yeah, it's opt-in, yeah. right? As long as you've got the option. Yeah. I think it has a bigger impact. What to maybe saying is, you know, big games like Call of Duty, if they keep chipping away at the single player and ultimately you're buying a service where it's like you play online with other people. Like, I'm never going to be that person. I, nah. I derive no enjoyment from just getting killed constantly in Call of Duty. I like playing co-op with my friends. I like playing with people... In the same room. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's I think, game. yeah, I don't think it's going to play such a huge part. Everything's got a social network now. Everything. Yeah. Like you're on, you're on Xbox Live. You've got a social network. Mm. Right? Just not have friends, maybe. Yeah. Has anyone brought out a, a game where you actually have to design your own social network? What, like Social Network Sim? Yeah. That's quite a good idea. It's not a bad idea, that is it? Ooh. Copyright, Stuart Reed. Can we do that? Uh, I have an email here from Daryl Sharp. Uh, from uh, Telford. Um, so, uh, formerly of Cumbernauld, which will become present in a second. Why I've mentioned that. Uh, he asks, why such a short podcast this week? Uh, he's talking about episode 177. He downloaded it uh, and started to drive to Birmingham, but then halfway down the M6 toll road, it finished. Um, he didn't know what to listen to for the rest of his drive. Oh. Is there any chance of some additional content this week? <laughs> well, we might just slick some on the end I for you know. to make up. I might get sacked if I do Do you still have them? Yeah, I've still got it, but I'm, Alex not. will be fucking he won't listen. furious. Yeah, he hates that sort of he thing. He won't listen. He, can't, he doesn't like it up him. <laughs> <laughs> so Daryl also says, because he's Scottish, uh, yeah. he often gets asked to say the words burger, murder, curly-whirly, burgundy and police. <laughs> that would be the best um, episode of Tiger ever. <laughs> because apparently we've been getting Kezza to do her Scottish accent. It's not her Scottish accent, that's her actual accent. Um, <laughs> that's how she saying she's been putting on all this I don't know. She puts an accent on which does she Scottish does. Accent. She she's does. from Edinburgh, the England of Sc- uh, Scotland. <laughs> so she wants he wants to know could we have a special segment every so often where Keza just gets to say Scottish words? Yeah. What, what, as a Scotsman, why would he want that? I don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> he got that bloody like... accent all the time. Curly whirly. There you go. What the what was that now? That was me doing curly whirly. <laughs> I think I saw Robson Green on the one show last night. <laughs> His accent wasn't what I was expecting. Is it Geordie? He sounded really posh. He's changed. Yeah. He's changed since his soldier, soldier days. Yeah. Sorry, that was a sidebar again. And his Tommy Cooper days. No, Don't that forget. was the other one. The one that's yeah. in Game of Thrones. The one that's in Game of Thrones, yeah. He's in Game of Thrones, yeah. You're thinking of Jerome Flynn. Do you, know I was. Jo- do you know he joined a cult? Jerome Flynn. Did he really? Yeah. With, um, Bill, um, <laughs> with Ken Barlow's son. Oh, he's a bit of a strange man. Yeah, he's also Barlow. in Batman Begins. But he, this plays, is, he plays um, Bruce Wayne's dad. This is, this is a documentary. Oh, I forgot yeah. to tell you, I saw Bill Oddie on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not on Sunday. Who are you, are you Alan Park? St Pancras. He, he read The Tiger Who Came to Tea for loads of little kids. And you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not take Polly? Nah. 
Um, I was watching a lot of Partridge recently because of the trailer Alpha Papa. Yeah. It was released the other day. And he, when he's staying in the uh, travel lodge, Bill Oddie keeps ringing him. <laughs> Are you Bill Oddie? B Oddie. He's like, this isn't a prank call. This is this is Bill Oddie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so take the fag out of your mouth. Can't understand a word you're saying. I love uh, that. I have an email from Andrew Cameron, and this is also about last week's podcast. I, I go, I miss a podcast, and everyone goes, mate. I wasn't here either. Um, it says, "Hello, IGN UK podcast crew." I'm sorry if this is too long. Uh, perhaps lay off the speed and or booze before recording podcasts in future. <laughs> Was anyone on speed or booze? No. No, it did get a bit manic at points, though. Did it? Yeah. Uh, Andrew says, I had to slow the speed by half as I felt like my ears were being assaulted. Or were you guys just really excited? That massive bang was Chris's iPhone <laughs> falling on the floor. Because he's on, off his face on speed. <laughs> uh, he also says all the accents were all over the place. <laughs> Japanese, Scottish, old-timey English. Uh, Luke's Russian, German was a bit uncomfortable towards the end. What happened? Do you, I don't remember this happening at all, and I was in it. I think the problem is with Luke is he does does tend to say a lot of stuff in funny accents anyway because yeah. he has a funny accent himself. And he starts he, talking like that. Yeah, exactly he like that. Yes, yeah. he, he does his Luke impression. He loves doing that. He does yeah. do that a lot. Um, he says I, he apologised, saying I know I'm moaning, but all feedback is appreciated. Keza said. She's, well. she's she's fundamentally incorrect. Uh, love you guys and your work. Missing Tilly on the episode. Just maybe lay off the meth. What? Well, I would like to hear how you thought this episode went. What was his name? Uh, Andrew Cameron. To be honest, I think this episode sounds like we're all on downers. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm jet lagged. I went. Uh, I woke up at four a.m. <laughs> again this morning. So okay. sorry. Oh, good. Can I pimp some stuff out? Yeah. While I'm here and I've got control. Um, if you're interested in the game Defiance, we're giving away a Alienware PC on our Defiance No hub. way! Yeah, Alienware PC is up for grabs. Oh, shit, I can't enter that, can I? No. Um, we've got a Bioshock Infinite competition, <gasps> which we're giving away an Xbox or a PS3, and you can enter that as well mm-hmm. if you just search for that on the site. And what else are we doing? Uh, Heroes and Generals, if you want uh, some money to play that free-to-play game, then we're giving that away as well. So loads of stuff giving loads away. Loads of freebies. Loads of freebies. Got a pub quiz coming up? Yeah, May 2nd. Uh, Put it in your diaries. Date. Put it in your diaries. Mm. Uh, it'll be taking place. It'll be in London again. I know. Mm, stupid. Um, we, um, we are looking. We are looking at trying to get it out of London. We've been saying this for a long time yeah, now. Just, just give them the... Just but that's here. plenty of warning. May 2nd, it'll be in central London. Uh, tickets will go on sale probably uh, in the next month or so. Right. And if you're coming in from out of town, you can stay at Tom's. Yeah, yeah, his fiance would love that. Yeah, this is another Tom. This is not me. This is another okay. one. So you, you can find him. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening uh, this week. We've I got hope... about eight minutes to fill. We haven't even reached an hour yet. Have we not? No. Okay, what should we talk about for the next eight minutes? Did you see that Harrison Ford had been talking about Star Wars 7? What's he saying? Saying that he thinks it it's going to happen. Yeah. Great. News. Brilliant. Oh, I know. Scoop. I know. We were going to talk about The Man From Uncle. Yes. <laughs> so Tom Cruise might be in The Man From Uncle. Stu, do you remember The Man From Uncle? Yeah. Napoleon Solo. Nice link. Han Solo to Napoleon Solo. Do you know who's attached to direct it, though? No. Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah, I heard that. But the first Sherlock Holmes was all right. And he yeah. did. I, like, I quite like Guy Ritchie. But. What, even Revolver? What, for people who might not no. know, what no. is The Man From Uncle about? Uh, the Uncle, what does it stand for, Chris? Uh, <laughs> Man From Uncle was a spy series in the... Mid-60s? 60s. Yeah. It's got Robert Mitchum. No. no, Robert McCallum. Robert McCallum. And Vaughan. 
Peter Robert Vaughan? Johnny. Robert Vaughan. John David McCallum and Robert David, Vaughan. Yeah. And it was a bit like Mission Jesus. Impossible, wasn't it? Yeah. In a way. Yeah, it was. Um, like like jet setting international spies stopping was it Smirsh, the bad guys? No, that's that's the James Bond bad guys. Bugger. Right, don't know what it was stands for. Yeah. It was an acronym for United Network Command. Command for Law and Enforcement. Oh, Chris knew it. What yeah, I knew it. What was the C? I didn't hear the C. Enforcement. Law and Enforcement. Command. What's the C? Command. Command, right. Command, yeah. right, okay. okay. Command. What's the C? Enforcement. Yeah, Enforcement. What? Sorry. So who are the bad guys? The, um, this quick, is gold. Quick, have a thing. I don't know. When was it? It's probably Russians. Oh, uh, <laughs> do you know what? Let's just long it off. I know. Uh, just one thing, though. I do a little bit of uh, trivia... I believe that Matthew Vaughan spent most of his life thinking that Robert Vaughan was his father and then found out about <laughs> ten years ago that he actually wasn't. What? He's a strange father. What? You can check that, you can Google that, but I believe that's a fact. <laughs> Do people want to know what the bad guys are called? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, they're constantly getting attacked by thrush. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Technological hierarchy for the removal of undesirables and subjugation of humanity. That's good. We have so, our ending. Damn yeah. you, yeast! Yeah. The man from Caniston. Uh, yeah, so on that bombshell, have we met you now yet? Yeah, I'll do. Put some music on at the end. Yeah, and Alex's faux pas. Yeah, stick, Should we that stick that on, on as well. Yeah. And then you've got a full hour's worth. Yeah. And if you think you've had a good deal on the podcast this week, please <laughs> give us a good rating on iTunes. Do not. That's not happen. Uh, give us a five star rating on iTunes. Leave us a comment on there as well, saying how awesome I am and uh, how pathetic Alex is. They should write into points of view and get Jeremy Vine to deal with it. Yep. Jeremy Vine. Um, and on that bombshell, <laughs> thank That's you very Jeremy much for Vine joining impression. us. Uh, your feedback is always appreciated. At IGN UK feedback at IGN Come on. Bye. <laughs> Make it stop. Make it stop. Bye. So it's disappointing that the release of Ascension brings with it a whiff of a series that's treading water, rather than driving forward, especially after the iPad. It's the first God of War to introduce... Introduce? It's the first God of War... Fuck. And the combat system has been refined. Combat? Why do I say... Co- why do Why I... do you say all your words like this? Ugh. And are overshadowed by a general feeling the series has... Oh, come on, Simmons, you penis. I was doing all right. While it's enjoyable at times... While it's... <laughs> Kratos' gruesome... Where are we? There we are. Kratos's gruesome kills are plentiful and highlight the immaculate... Oh, God. Combat has been tweaked and is as... Yeah, is as... Therefore, the over... Therefore, the over... The over... Oh, my God. <laughs> <gasps> but if you're a God of War, but if you're a God of War veteran, there's little that will. Oh my God! But if you're a God, <laughs> but if you're, if you're, oh my God! I hate it. It's like a punch you in the face. Tell me to fucking sort it out, and then we'll go. Right. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.